What's up and welcome back everybody to another episode of the Joint Podcast. I am your host, Karee, and today I got a couple of topics I want to get into. It's been a very eventful, kind of uneventful week um, with everything going on. I mean, I want to continue just to say rest in peace uh, to Breonna Taylor, rest in peace to George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, um, rest in peace to anybody who's just been done wrong, um, or unjustly, excuse me, let me say that, uh, shout out to all my essential workers, shout out to, you know, everybody making it shit, shout out to scammers, shout out, how y'all making it work, it's not, you know what I mean, I, I hate it, but, shit, if this is the administration that's letting you do it, I, I'm not mad at it, I can't be mad at you, you know, using the game like that, so shout out to y'all as well, um, yeah, man, let's jump right into it. Big, big event went down this last week. Um, if you're not referring, if you're not understanding where you are under a rock or you're just not paying attention, Snoop Dogg and DMX had a versus battle, a versus celebration, a versus for the ages. I, I, like, it was the most dynamic entertaining and just oh such a good time i mean if if we can combine like a cookout atmosphere with like the club at the same time like it was a good mixture of just two brothers going back and forth sharing their creativity with the world and just showing like hey we really do this shit some of this shit is not, like, you know what I mean? Some of this shit ain't, we ain't to be played with. Like, we're two of the top niggas in the game. And I, I got to apologize, myself. I got to come off and start the pod with the apology, right? I said DMX was going to get smoked. No, he did <laughs> No, he did not. Ain't no way you can sit there and watch that battle and say DMX got smoked. DMX had perfect, like, just delivery. The song placements were really, really great. I shout out Swiss for that, probably. Um, making sure that it's really good. And uh, Versus Now, I think, is doing a great thing. They done, they moved to or partnered with Apple TV. So now it's like, bro, it's so smooth if you're watching on Apple. It's way different than the Instagram experience, um, which is based off of, you know, whose internet is good or not. But this is way better. It's a clear one picture you show is two people in a room of course you know you're keeping the six feet um trying to keep that up you know everything going on but it's great to see two people just come together embrace put on such a good fucking show like it felt like a concert it didn't feel like i was watching the verses it, it should be changed to just let's show up and put on a fucking concert for people because i think that's how you get some of the younger artists maybe to get involved because That shit was crazy. That shit was so crazy. Um, DMX, you know what I'm saying, is a godsend. Um, if you don't know, I, like DMX, I want to go to his church so bad. And it's not because, you know, I feel like you feel how you feel about your religion, right? But I kind of feel like there's some pastors who are just in it for the glitz and the glamour and the fame and not really about that. So... 
I can't truly believe them 100%, but when DMX talks, I understand he's coming from a genuine place. Like, he's been through some shit. This guy has been through a lot, sees God as the way, and used that as motivation. And I feel, I haven't felt more spiritually connected than that moment. Like, when he prayed, even though the prayer rhymed or whatever, all our prayers rhymed, nigga. That's how you remembered <laughs> most of the prayers. Um, but he, you could feel it. Like, you could feel he's coming from a genuine place. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it don't feel forced with him, I guess. I, I could say that, um, which is just dope. And then Uncle Snoop, man, oh, my God. Can we can we just appreciate how great Snoop Dogg is? Like, when I seen Snoop, like, growing up, Snoop Dogg was a villain um, for a lot of reasons. One, because, you know what I'm saying, I did. we found out, you know, he was charged with murder. Um, so my mother didn't want me listening to no doggy style album, even though the album was in the house. Um, on top of that, he was the bad guy in Baby Boy, and he knocked that nigga Ford over. That hurt me as a child because I was a Fort nigga. Um, <laughs> so that hurt a little bit. But and then if you play, if you ever play uh, Def Jam, Fight for New York, he's the main boss. He's Crow. So I had known Snoop Boss to be a villain. No, this guy's just a happy-go-lucky fucking guy. And I didn't believe it, like, now, going into the battle. I know Snoop Dogg is, like, very personable. Uh, one of the best, I think, the biggest rapper ever. As far as, everybody knows who Snoop Dogg is. My mama knows who Snoop Dogg is. My grandma probably knows who Snoop Dogg is. Um, everybody knows who Snoop Dogg is. It's not, he can go anywhere and he's known. It's not like... Um, He's just a, a rap seeker or a black seeker. Like, he's he's world-renowned as a rapper. Like, people know Snoop, right? And his energy, you know what I'm saying? Dancing, cripping how he do. You know what I'm saying? Like, just having fun and just enjoying yourself and saying, yo, it it feels so good in here. It feels like a spirit is in here. It feels like... Uh, you know what I'm saying, against the ghost or whatever, against the spirit is in here, just to get it moving, feel like a good energy, dancing, feel like, like it's a good time. Let's, it takes your mind off of everything that's going on at the moment. You know what I mean? And th this, this was a great night. I mean, I watched the whole thing, the whole two hours. Um, I started it as a battle format. I'm not even going to lie to you. But then I lost track because I couldn't. I was just enjoying myself so much that I could not even keep track. I was just like, okay, around like the first round, I think I had Snoop up 5-4. But then it just got good. And then I was like, okay, well, I can't, I don't even know where to put that. And then I was just enjoying myself because they was hitting me with back-to-backs. They was hitting me good facts. Like, ah, uh, just as, if this is... If you've never seen verses, if if you if you never wanted to participate in anything, if you never wanted to just, but if if you're a fan of music and you want to see two great bodies of work be placed against each other in a two-hour format, something that just gets you you know through the day, I recommend go watching this verses. This is by far top verses for me. Second, my my last top before this, you know, changed it was um, Erica and Jill because that was just 
so soothing and uh that that was amazing. But this one was by far the best. Uh the energy just uh uh it's just amazing. Like when you listen to DMX, I feel like committing crimes. So the fuck what you, what you want me to do? Like I feel like I could have socked out anybody. Like anybody who would have said I would have got socked out. You go to the thing, shout out Tony Baker. Oh my god, the comments be funny. Um man, I mean just overall good time. Just an overall good time. Um and yeah, that that's 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 lit. I like I really really like that. I really really like that. Um <clears throat> All right, let's move on to. Um, we got to talk about Kanye West, right? We have to talk about how just a multitude of things. So, Kanye West came out. Um, of course, last week we reported that he was going to have a rally in South Carolina, his first presidential rally, or try to um, get on the ballot with this rally um so you can t- he has the rally of course um i watch it he first starts the rally with you know what i'm saying he comes out in tears um talking about how his dad uh was gonna abort him and he thought about aborting his daughter um which i mean i, can, I understand that um it's, it's not for everybody but um I, I get, I could, I could, I understood. I was with it so far. I was like, okay. And then I'm watching the rally and watching the rally, and uh, he then drops the Harriet Tubman line, where he says that Harriet Tubman um, didn't really free the slaves; she just took the slaves to other white people. Which, worded correctly, makes sense. I, I get what he was trying to say. And this is, I don't want it to make it sound like I'm defending you. I'm just going through the plot points and where my brain was when all of this shit was happening, right? Okay, so he's, he said that I kind of got him because it was, it wasn't that Harriet Summer didn't free slaves. Like, she did. She freed slaves. You got to give her credit for that. But she then made work, like, black people went and worked for white people, yes, and collected a check. We can't have... There wasn't no black-owned businesses back there because they just got freed. Do you understand? So it's going to kind of be a – yeah, there has to be a period. So I didn't understand what Kanye was going with it or him wording it correctly was – incorrectly, excuse me. Him wording it that way was just very um, strange. I would say strange to say the least. Then um, arguing with a girl in the uh, – a black woman in the crowd – um, when she asked him a simple fucking question that he could have just answered, but instead he went off and then walked off. That was his mic drop moment. So after that rally, I was like, okay, for sure, this nigga needs help, right? For sure. And then you saw it on Twitter, the whole pray for yay, pray for yay. And I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not praying for yay because he's a grown ass man. Right, I understand he has mental battle issues, and I get that. But he also knows he has mental issues, and he also knows that if you don't take your medicine, um, unfortunately, you have episodes. So I can't then be like, "Oh, pray for yay, pray for yay," if you know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You you're an adult at the end of the day. 
and I have to treat you as such. So if you decide not to take your pills, I'm assuming you're making that choice as an adult, which is your right to make. But I'm not going to, you know, indulge in that bullshit. I'm not indulging in it. Um, also, like, look, quick little side note. We'll get back to Kanye. But uh, I did want to I did want to say I apologize to Meg Thee Stallion. Um, we had a couple of jokes up here. Um, the title of the last one, who shot you and all of that. Um, but... I get it. I see where your line is. You know what I'm saying? In my mind, coping mechanism with certain things, I go straight to the joke. Uh, I think about the joke first and nothing but the joke. But, you know, this this is actual trauma that's going for you so I can understand if you like, nah, I don't think this is funny. I shouldn't be making jokes, which is fine. You set your line. I won't cross it. It's cool. That's fine with me. I'm good. So I want to say, just want to throw that out there really fast while we're talking about this. All right. Back to Kanye. So, he does that. Then the tweets come out. Boom. Mass tweets, mass tweets, mass tweets, mass tweets. Uh, Tweets that to maybe a regular person is like, what the fuck? Right? And then he just has so many other like just tweets about you know what i'm saying kim is trying to get a doctor to get me committed and uh chris won't return my calls and north uh is not gonna be a porn star like her mom and all types of shit right and the the, the get out movie y'all know what the get out movie is about my life like yeah we know that <laughs> but maybe you know that and you know what i mean like it's so much going on like that uh what dave Chappelle uh drove i mean not drove but fly flew out to uh what the fuck is going here again in the mountains wyoming wyoming flew to wyoming just to see if the nigga was all right and then the nerve of fucking kanye was to put dave Chappelle, one of arguably the greatest comedian alive right now on the spot to tell a joke I, Dave Chappelle better than me, dog. Because how fucking dare you? How fucking dare? How dare you sit here and talk about tell us a joke? Like, I just flew to save your fucking life. Out of how dare you? <laughs> how, what? You want to hear a joke? I took time. I said, "Yo, you my guy. I'm a fly out here to check on you because shit don't sound right with you." And I fucks with you. So I'm going to fly out just to see what's up with you. And you talking about tell a joke like it's a normal night. Like, nah, there ain't no jokes to be told. The fuck? Um, so that happened. And then now um, everything going on, he did apologize. He, he tweeted out a public apology to Kim. He apologized for, um, you know, the lack of coverage that he's giving her like he just goes in and this is gonna sound so crazy and i hate the fact that i want to say this but i feel this way i feel bad for kim um because this can't be I, we know about three of them i know three of the times where kanye was supposedly having an episode um and then you know what i mean 
stuff started just going downhill, him tweeting stuff, him saying whatever, him doing all of that. So the fact that now Ye can sit here and say, yo, um, I apologize, you know what I'm saying? She didn't cover me like I cover her. It seems like Kim is just is here. She actually wants a husband. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the jokes that we throw out, we throw out because, you know, her past or whatever. But it seems like she's dealing with someone who has a mental illness and has constantly have to deal with that. And I can't say the Kardashians are bad if they're trying to use Kanye for an angle because I, I went ahead and did my Googles. I did my research. Um... Kanye has not been on a lot of the, the Keeping Up with the Kardashian episodes. He's he, like his story arc, his anything. Like he was there early on, uh, when it first when they first got married. After that, it has not he's not been there mostly. So this is I don't know what they're you know what I'm saying? I don't see the selling goal, but I could be wrong. I also could be wrong. The motherfuckers are treacherous. I believe Chris Chris Jenner is the most treacherous of all of them. So I, I believe Kim wants her husband just to be okay. I do believe that the same way someone who's dealing with uh, a drunk person would uh, want them to be okay. Shout out to um, a good, like, good reality shoot TV, which sounds crazy, but to me it's hilarious. If you ever want to just laugh, watch Marriage Boot Camp. Fucking hilarious. Best. It's like one of the best good laughs I've had in a while. Like every every Thursday laughing my ass off anyway in that situation right Kanye then also you know announces he's dropping an album like he typically does in these manic episodes which makes people go are you using your mental health just to promote your album and it's in a sense I can't say that he's not but in a sense I can also say that it may be his brain just going well I want people to like me again how do people like me? How do people always, you know, fuck with me? Is through music. And there are a lot of Kanye fans, a lot of Kanye stands who would ride for him through all of this shit. Like, the people who thought fucking uh, the Ye album was so fire. Them people. Like, they rock with him. I cut myself off of Kanye. Um, especially after that whole, like, slavery is a choice thing. I couldn't fuck with the the sneakers, the the hobo wear, or excuse me, the clothes that he's calling um, Yeezy wear, or whatever. I can't I can't fuck with it. I I stick with what I like about Kanye, and that's the music. So some shit was fire. Um, the last great album by Kanye West had to be The Life of Pablo. Um, the last two weren't that great or good even, but. Yeah, that's currently where that where that is with that with them. But I like I said, I'm not praying for Kanye West. He's a grown man. He makes he makes his own decisions, um, and whatever consequences that come with it, you gotta live with it. We could talk about this whole. We could talk about this whole um, Epstein Ghislaine, but I'm. When they start showing up at doors, pretending to be the FedEx man, Korea's out. I'm I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Because I order too much shit to know what's real and what's not. And I'm not. 
I'm not risking it. I let other people like do it. I, I would recommend go and look at Andrew Schultz's page. He covers a lot of shit really, really well, um, especially on Instagram, um, even though they be taking his videos down. But uh, Instagram, YouTube, the Andrew Schultz, uh, shout out to him. They 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 go in about it. I I applaud them for it. But once niggas like, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about there was a judge that was in a federal prosecution case about Jeffrey Epstein along with the bank and the judge's family, um, a fake FedEx man came to the judge's family door and unfortunately her son answered the door um, and was gunned down by this uh, this guy. The husband fought back, but he's okay. Um, but she was in the, the, they were actually supposedly there to shoot the judge uh, the judge was in the basement when all this happened, so you can only imagine, dude, like, all you hear is gunfire upstairs, like, it's, that's nuts. Um, yeah, that's a nuts situation, but, and, and this whole, like, how the president, it's just so much stuff, because, like, the president came out, they asked him about her. He was like, I, I wish her nothing but the best, which you don't say that about someone who's accused of basically having a whole sexual child molesty ring of famous elite people who enjoy having sex with underage. Like, this shit is gross. Like, it is beyond gross, and I don't know... I don't know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to dig in, because once it gets gross like that, and, you know what I'm saying, you start going after the big name elites, like I said, once the thing is, a fake FedEx man shooting up your house is crazy, like, that's, you can't hide that this, this is, there's some real shit going on, there, there's something going on, and 2020 is showing that. Um, and a good saying, I guess I would just try to remind it to the difference between a squirrel and a rat is marketing. And I think the United States for a long time has been marketed as like a squirrel country of, hey, you know what I'm saying? We do great things over here. We protect, uh, we it's the land of the free, home of the brave. And in 2020, we have shown that there is a underbelly of rat bullshit going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit from everything going on with protests, police brutality, to this nasty shit talking about a child pedophilia ring with high up elites like Clintons and the Trumps and other big fucking names. That's gross. To just anything like it's just showing in 2020 we actually came out to be the second worst country to raise a child in um after they did like you know their global poll on how they you know rank countries or where you want to raise children we're second worst that's crazy for the number one country in the world to be second worst country to raise a child in like that's it's a little odd for me but we move, we move, cause that's that's gross. Um, NBA is back. Yes, NBA is back. 
Um, this Thursday, NBA basketball will be on TV. I will be watching it. Um, I didn't think it was a – we like I said on this podcast multiple times before, I didn't think the NBA coming back was necessary, but – the message that they're pr- promoting out with their platform, uh, shout out to Tobias Harris, shout out to um, CJ McCollum, who are very using a platform and using a lot of people to push forward, um, you know, the social justice and the reform of black people. So I can appreciate that wholeheartedly because somebody like Tobias Harris does not have the same amount of weight like a LeBron does, but it's still an NBA platform. It's going to get out. It's going to go on ESPN. It's going to go on SportsCenter. Uh, shout out to TNT for the... Fuck, what is that new show called? I don't know. I don't know what it's called right now, but there's a new show uh, hosted by Carrie Champion, who I fucking love, Laker fan, and just beautiful working woman. Um, hosted by Carrie Champion, had D-Wade, uh, Draymond Green, and Charles Barkley, which I think is, like, the perfect pairing. <laughs> I don't I don't know, but seeing Draymond and Charles just sit down and talk and especially about like issues going on, it's it's pretty dope. Um it's pretty dope. So NBA came back, of course, as well as the WNBA came back. And I wanna give just a second here to the WNBA. <clears throat> because I think they did something very, very noble. They started their season, um, Last week, by the time you hear this, uh, last week and on the first, you know, the first game when they played the national anthem, they did, you know, walk out, which was very uh, righteous and very standard. But it doesn't get the attention that it deserves because it is the WNBA. And I see a lot of people keep saying, you know, I'm saying there's a wage gap in the WNBA that needs to change. There is a a perception gap, a marketing gap. The money's not there. And I think it's simply because the WNBA has not gone through its crack era or cocaine era or just rough era. Does that make sense? Like, when you look back at any league, MLB had, what, steroids? WNBA has not gone through that. The NBA had its its violent era, cocaine era, uh, Look up the story of Len Bias if you want to get more in debt with that. Um, you know what I'm saying? They they had the malice in the palace. NFL had all them players, cocaine users, Michael Irvin in them. Like, it's it's a lot of – there had to be some turmoil first, right, before things started to progress naturally. And I don't think the WNBA has ever done that. And I'm not saying that they should drop their standard. But you have to understand, turmoil and violence is what gets people watching, right? So, like, I enjoy the WNBA because I enjoy basketball. So, I enjoy looking at certain fundamentals and how you actually can get a bucket. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how my brain likes to work. I like to work with all those intricacies. But for the common viewer, we need to see excitement. And excitement is what drives the sport. Regardless of how you feel about, um, you know, anything that NFL players did or anything that NBA players did in the past, you need that visual to be able to go, oh, okay, this is exciting. I'm going to tune into this because you don't know what's going to happen next. You know what I mean? So, like, back in the 80s when they used to fight, 
And, you know what I'm saying, before everything, you know, got off of tape delay, when you see a fight live, it's like, whoa, that's that's kind of crazy. When you see in the 90s that, that Rick Mahorn and, and the Bad Boy Pistons was beating niggas up, literally. Like, niggas was getting hurt, literally. And even in, you know, as the 2000s, Malice in the Palace happened. Even, what, a couple of years ago, you saw Rondo and Chris Paul fight. It's just an excitement thing that has to get, um, that has to get you know intertwined in the WNBA, and I'm not saying you know I'm saying I'm not eh, I'm not saying that they need to fight eh, or anything like that, but there has to be some form of turmoil, and it never seems like that. It always seems like they're on a plane of we're just here to play basketball, and. That's cool. Like, don't get me wrong. You're here to just play basketball. It's cool. But if you're asking for more money and stuff like that, that has to be coming from somewhere. We can't give you a million-dollar contract if you're not generating a million dollars or more than that. You feel me? So it has, the money has to match. And that's, that's all I'm saying. It just needs to be more exciting. I don't know if that's um, allowing them to, to handle they, 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 you know, their situations or um, – some sort of just, I don't know, just some sort of either lowering the rim or extending the three-point line or just having some sort of something to make it interesting. Because it just has to get eyeballs. Once eyeballs can be on there, you, you hook. Because you'll, you'll find a fan that you're like, oh, I'm really interested in her or I really like her. And this is that, you know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. And you get invested into these people. It doesn't also help that you, you know, the middle, the start of your season is in the middle of summer when everybody's outside, which is rough. That's that's just rough to be around. But I've been to a WNBA game. It's very fun. Um, I spent like, I didn't even spend crazy money, like 50 bucks. And I was on, like, not floor, but I was at the lower level. And it's a good time. Like, it's it just seems like a good time. It's a good place to just watch basketball if you enjoy basketball. But to get the casual fan, they definitely for sure need to find some way to get an error. They needed something that, that makes them stand out. And there's nothing right right now at the moment. I think the last memorable, memorable uh, WNBA moment that I have right now in my head is Lisa Leslie Duncan, and I think that's about it. I remember Rebecca Lobo for some reason, but that's just because people used to be like, Rebecca Lobo. <laughs> that's the whole <laughs> um, But while sticking on in the NBA, uh, Lou Will, <clears throat> if you haven't heard, basketball player, um, six-man god, Lou Will, Lewis Williams, <laughs> Known better uh, as Lou Will, the sixth man of the L.A. Clippers, uh, left NBA bubble. Supposedly told the NBA that he had a family matter that he had to attend to. They allowed him to leave the bubble. Um, and then Jack Harlow, uh, if you don't know who Jack Harlow is, it's the What's Popper. Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass you a bitch like Stockton. Yeah, that guy. That guy. <laughs> Um, decided to then post a picture of them in in the Atlanta Strip Club, which I think it was Magic City. Yeah, yeah they were in the Magic City Strip Club, you know what I'm saying, which, which has great wings, by the way. Um, 
in the Magic City Strip Club, and Jack Harlow posted a part where, you know what I'm saying, you know, you're supposed to be on the lines of, he look who's here with me, and he's supposed to be somewhere else. So now the NBA are doing an investigation on Lou Will due to the fact that he said he had a family issue, and that's why they let him leave. But the only reason, you know, it seems like he left was to go to a strip club, which um, I don't know if you know about this NBA bubble shit, but they're not playing. They cutting down on a lot of shit. Uh, they handling it well because they want this season to go well. The players need the season to go well, so these free agents that were complaining could get their money. Because this is the whole the whole reason that the bubble is going down is so players next year when they do their free agency and stuff can get the money back, can make the same amount of money that they were supposed to make. That's that is the only reason. That is the only reason. It's so the cap doesn't go super low, and it's because. We want to make sure that free agents still get their money. So if you still want to get your money, you gotta follow the rules. But Lou Will is Lou Will is a god. If you if you play Lou Will can get a job anywhere. Like any team will want Lou Will. He's a he's a walking bucket. So I can understand him going, I don't give a fuck. I really don't care. I'm gonna go to Magic City. I'm gonna meet up with my boy, you know, what's popping. Brand new whip just hopped in. You know what I'm saying? I fucked that song a lot. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny because now he actually has like an investigation <laughs> locked in, and, and he has to actually do shit like that. So <sighs> that's funny. No, that's funny. Okay, so from that, I want to move on to the ask the joint where you send in questions and we get them answered there for you. Um, I have two here today that I want to read. <clears throat> the one is from a girl. No, actually, no. These are both from guys. First question is from a guy. He says, my girl of six months is an exotic dancer, and our sex life is great. Recently, she's been out of work due to corona, and she's been working on a new gimmick. She can flex her pussy. Excuse me. I shouldn't say pussy. She can flex her vagina to pee while standing. This is a turn off and she won't stop doing it. Any advice? Uh throw out some more suggestions. You like simple enough, right? If she has an exotic like she's an exotic dancer, stripper. Let's just call it what it is. Um and she's working on a new gimmick, she's trying to do something new, so throw out a new idea. So maybe she doesn't do this one that, you know, turns you off. It turns you off, but you don't know when she hit them clubs. It might get them dollars. So you got to support. You got to support. Support or throw out new ideas. Don't just say you don't like it and, and just leave it at that. You got to be constructive criticism means you're building onto something. So I would say, hey, I don't I don't like the new gimmick, but it may work on other people. So keep that in the tuck and let's work on something else that's also going to be fire that I think is super dope. Right. And you go from there. Um, I will tell y'all a story about the time I met a stripper, but it was the same situation. Um, sex was great. I, I, I could say I was in love a little bit. I was feeling her. I was feeling her for real. Um, and then I realized that she, she's a dancer. So, and I can't deal with that emotionally. So I, and I couldn't support her lifestyle that she was living. So it was good for, for that, like two weeks that it was fun. Like smash cool. But yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't support it. I couldn't like tell her to stop, but I wanted her to stop. 
Like, I was on my Drake shit. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, I, was, I was legit on my Drake shit. Like, you don't have to do this. Like, we good. And she was like, I got to pay these bills. And at the time, I'm a college freshman. I can't. I just gave her my whole refund check. I can't fucking. Yeah, I can't. I can't take care of you. You know what I'm saying? I can't do that. I could barely take care of myself. At the time, like I like she got a bunch of my money. Like it was it was crazy. It was a lot. It it was a lot. Like my mother, I remember one night I was in a strip club. My mother put it was homecoming too. So she put a hundred dollars in my account. I took out that hundred dollars plus the ATM fees at the strip club be crazy. So then I first learned about fucking ATM fees. ATM fee at the strip club was like seventeen fifty. <laughs> like it was also it's like also weird number shit. But I was like, fuck it. Why not? Like, boom. So I threw the money. I took that money out. Mother then put another hundred in there. I took that money out. So now I'm down two hundred. Plus I already came in with uh two hundred because I had like my refund check on me. So I'm down like four, <laughs> like at this point. But like I said, I was in love with this girl. I mean, she was doing everything I liked. Shit, she was aight with it. Like, she, hey man, I couldn't be upset with it. You know what I mean? It's a different time. Shout out to um, damn, what's the name of that club? Fuck. If you live in Fayetteville, North Carolina, or ever been to Fayetteville, North Carolina, it's the it used to it's the club right next to All Stars. So All Stars Bar and Grill, and then it's the strip club right next to it. Shout out to that strip club. All right, that VIP room was fucking lit. Niggas in there was getting it in. Like just that's, that's all I'm gonna say. Lit fucking times. That's all I'm gonna say. I learned. I learned after that night. I only spent like that was the only night I spent like really, really a lot of money. After that, I I didn't even go over fifty dollars in strip clubs anymore. Especially that not that club. Because Fayetteville was not worth that much money. But she was worth it, right? She was worth it. I was willing to risk it all for that, but I couldn't afford it. So <laughs> that's my little stripper story. Anyway, let's move on to the next. Uh, next question here is from a guy. She, he says, my baby mama is shady as fuck, but she gave me four great kids. But my newborn was born with six fingers on the left hand. That trait doesn't run in my family. But my friend has six fingers on his right hand. I think this is his kid. They say I'm tripping. Any advice? Please help. Um, shit. Are you referring to this? Shit, cause that might be my kid. Fuck around. <laughs> shit, I don't know. <laughs> that might be mine. But um, this little bump right here that I got on my pinky. Mine the ash, but <laughs> I got a little bump right here on my pinky. If you watching the, you know, footage, you'll see it. Um. And it happens. It happens with certain, you know, people. My dad has it. Is the reason I have it, um, and I think my brothers have it as well. My younger brothers. Um, so it's, you know, what I'm saying it's really possible that that could be boy's kid. That's you not you not off, you not off because this don't just happen every day. Like this, this is like a special thing. I could have had six fingers. My my mother was like, nah, cut that shit off. So it went off, and now I got this little bump right here. That could have been my little six. You know what I mean? Six, six, six. I was trying to do the Drake thing. I'm going to cut that. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's about that. 
I would I would say you're on the right side. You're thinking about the right way because this doesn't happen overnight. I'm telling you, this, it's a spurt, it's a special certain type of gene that has these, right? So you ain't off. You ain't off. I would get a get a, get a DNA. You should get a DNA. That's all you gotta do. She already gave you three kids. Three kids is cool. You could be responsible for three children, and dude could be responsible for one, and y'all could just. Live life happy ever after, um, but yeah, nah, you're not tripping, bro. That that's probably his kid. I would say, I'm I'm like eighty eight percent sure that's his kid, eighty eight percent sure. Cause I'm not, I don't know. Could have been some other shit. Like that might be his kid though, for sure. I'm eighty eight percent sure. All right. <clears throat> Well, it's been another good one. Um, uh, that's the end of my questions. That's the end of the pod here. I want to just once again give a big shout-out to everybody who continues to rock with us, continues to listen to the podcast, continues to enjoy it. Um, keep coming back for more. Shoot some ideas to us if you, you know what I'm saying, you want to see something different or you want to see anything like, I don't know. I'm up to ideas at this point. In 2020, I think I'm going to just start living with, you know what I mean? I'm just starting doing shit because, like, why not? Like, why not? You know what I mean? Let's just start doing shit because I think that's I think that's where I'm at right now um, during this pandemic. So feel free to DM at the joint pod. Uh, follow the page. I'm trying to get to 100 followers. Yeah, 100 would be the next thing. I think I'm going to do, like, a giveaway or something. Um, so make sure you follow the page, tell people to follow the page. Um, cause then I'm going to do a hundred people probably give away like a hundred dollars. I'll probably keep that same theme. You know what I mean? So let me know. Um, and once again, I am your host Korea. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for staying here and thank you for listening. Um, I'll see y'all next week. Peace.